Hello, 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 what the quote listeners. I'm so excited because I'm here with the coach, Suzette Sweat. If you don't know her, no worries, you will. Because she, she's a coach of for coaches, basically. <laughs> so the quote that she um, submitted for our episode today is from Ruby D. Um, and, you know, Ruby, I got to say something about Ruby D because mm-hmm. she's Ruby D. So if you've not heard of Ruby D, Ruby D, or know who she is, um, she's an American actress, actress, poet, journalist, playwright, screenwright, civil rights activist. She's mm-hmm. even been arrested in some of her protests. Um some notable works of hers is the stage play Raisin in the Sun. If you have not seen a recording of that or the movie, please go see it. Um, the Jackie Robinson story, Do the Right Thing, American Gangster. Um, and she was married to Ozzie D. So they were like the, the they were like the power couple back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so um Unfortunately, she died in 2014, but she was 91 years young. So certainly a life well lived. Um, And so Suzette brought the quote from Ruby D, which is, I don't know, it's a quote, but it's also like a, (laughs) it's also like a, you know, this is what I, please help me, Lord Jesus. It's almost like a prayer. God, make me so uncomfortable that I will do the very thing that I fear. That's the mm-hmm. quote do. So, you know how it goes on the episode. First, we have to listen to the theme music, of course. So here we go. Let's, let me get let me get myself together here. And with the quote, we. Create kind humans who speak kindness, show kindness, be a kind human, be a kind human. Love it, love it, love it. So I I do, even before we get started, I want to read a little bit of the bio from um, Suzette. Um, Basically, she's everything health and wellness. She is a certified health and wellness coach with a passion for sharing empowerment and authenticity. Empowerment, empowerment in authentically loving yourself while practicing self-care via wellness frequently. I don't know why I'm so tongue-tied today. In addition, (laughs) Suzette Sweat is known as Indy's Bounce Lady. She's internationally licensed as a kangaroo jump instructor for both adults and children. She is the proud owner of the Sweat Bounce mobile trailer, and it is simply divine to see. You can't miss it. It's like hot pink. Um, (laughs) The first of its kind, basically she drives through Indianapolis um, and throughout Indiana providing fitness, one bounce at a time while assisting uh, the community to live a healthier lifestyle. 
She's the creator of Be Beautiful Wellness for Women, a program designed to uplift and live to your fullest potential. So before we get started with our conversation with Coach Suzette, we, you know, we got to dance. <laughs> you know, we got to dance for 30 seconds because that's, you know, that's what I love to do. Okay. We- get to move in a little bit. So mm-hmm. welcome, 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 Coach Suzette. How are you? I am wonderful and thank you. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, before we got on air, I was I was mentioning to you that I felt like I wanted to do another episode on fear. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? <laughs> you sent me the quote from Ruby D. Yes. It says, God, make me so uncomfortable that I will do the very thing I fear. So talk to mm-hmm. me about why you submitted the quote. Um, I used to live that little box. This was my life. And it was so closed in that I was not maximizing my potential. Mm-hmm. I thought that I was. I was like, oh, I reached a ceiling. Oh, I reached the walls. That must be all that there is for me. And then I think there was a sermon one time and then they were saying, put the box to the side and step to the side and step outside the box and begin thinking. I'm like, are we supposed to do that? Is that appropriate? And it's like, you know, like when you come outside of your little bubble and you look out like there's opportunities, there's so much outside of this. I thought this was grand this is not a word, but it was grander to go outside the box. And so then I was like, smash the box. And then you smash and then there's like this total release. And then what I realized, it was fear that gripped me. I was like, I don't want to step outside the box because people may say this, or I may not do well, or I may not do this. And then, but then I said, what do you have to lose? You're losing by staying in the box. Absolutely. You know, it, it reminds me, I was in I was in school this weekend and mm-hmm. one of the faculty, we were talking about fear and regret this weekend. Mm. She was saying that usually when we are fearful, it could be we're thinking about who we're gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't I can't remember a lot of the other thing, the two other things that she said, but it was like what are they going to think about me? You know, who who who's going to be mad? You know, really those kinds of things that really end up keeping us stuck because we're thinking about other people yeah. instead of our own happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me something, Suzette, if you can specifically that you have been afraid to do 
but you did it anyway. Well, this is not recommended for everyone. This is for Suzette. Disclaimer. Um, I walked, yeah, I walked away of a job that was very comfortable of 10 years that was pretty cushioned. That'll do it. <laughs> to pursue opening up our own sweat box. And it was at a time where, I mean, trainers are a dime a dozen. Yeah. So what sets you apart? How will you make it? How will you survive? How, 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 how? I don't know. Let's just do it. I had a plan. So I didn't just go out there and just randomly do it. We did build a business plan um, and create a model. Um, but the main thing was basically just walking away what made me comfortable to be uncomfortable because I was unhappy and I, I couldn't figure out why I was unhappy. It wasn't that it was the job per se. It was that I am very creative. And so there was very my eight to five. It was limited on what I could do. And even my director called me and she said, you just love fitness. She, she knew it. Everything was tied. She knew when I left that clock at the end of the day, I ran straight to the gym, worked out. She's like, that's all I see on your social media. You just come alive. And then so then they begin to incorporate it through the job, through the daytime. But it was still very much, you know, guidelines of what you could and could not do. And I just wanted my own. And then, you know, and I said, what do I have to lose? And then I thought about that and I, I, I weighed it out. And then there was a gentleman that um, he said to me, Miss Suzette, if you don't believe in yourself, who else will believe in you? Mm. And I was like, uh, OK, so if you want people to follow and to come to you, how are they going to believe if you don't believe in the vision? And that made me actually sit there and put my notice in that day. And um, I jumped <laughs> that day. I jumped. <laughs> you know, as you as I was listening to you, I thought, you know, it kind of it made me think of people who want to start a business and they want mm -hmm. funding. Mm -hmm. What banks want, one of the things that banks want to know is how much of your own money have you put into the business? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like how much skin do you have in the game? Yes. Before we jump in there with you. And mm -hmm. so really, um, I, I think it is, is so honorable that you listened to what you felt like you needed to do to be happy. Yeah. Because one of the things that I have found is that people want to be happy, but they don't really know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And it seems like with you, maybe you didn't have all of the stops and the I's and the T's in place, but you were clear about that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then I realized it was not about um, per se my happiness. It was the internal joy. So I realized that happiness is not long-term. Happiness is an emotion. Joy is internal. And then once I pursued that, I realized I wasn't chasing the happy. It wasn't like happy today and not happy to tomorrow. When we have good days in business, I'm still joyful about that because we're still maintaining. We're still doing a great job. And so once I identified that, and it that goes back to the background of authentically yourself. I had to find myself to know what made me joyful, not what just made me happy. Because it's like, oh, this is happy. Oh, this is good. Oh, tomorrow I'm not happy. Well, then so that you're an emotional waterfall. You're turning it on and off. And so you have to dig a little deeper. And I dug a little deeper. And then I was like, this is what Suzette likes. This is not what just makes her feel good. This is what she wants. And then I was very clear about that path. 
And it's so ironic. And this is this is one of the reasons why I call her Coach Suzette, because she always brings a word. Oh. Um, but even as it relates to um, getting to the point where you knew that fitness is something that brought you joy, what was that journey like? What got you to that point to where you were like, yeah, this is it? Um, just misconceptions. People seeing seeing you as small and assume that you're healthy. And so I was that thin, unhealthy person. People are like, what does that look like? I was, I, was, I was fat on the inside. My numbers were unhealthy. My biometric screening was unhealthy. So these are the things that you have access when you're on your day job or your job. Um, do your screenings, find out your numbers, mm -hmm. and then have them show you what is a good number, what's a bad number, what's in the center, and then you have choices. And at that point, I was like, I don't, I was a salad eater, <laughs> but it was like four portions in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's a salad though. Mm -hmm. yeah, and then I realized, oh, I just had two scoops of salad dressing. So I basically drowned my salad in two things of salad dressing. When you're only supposed to have like two tablespoons. Mm -hmm. So now I've learned to cut up my salad. I pour half of one tablespoon into my salad. I shake it all up. Then I pour the other tablespoon to get two so I can have just two tablespoons. And believe it or not, once you get the right type of lettuce, it doesn't even need salad dressing. So I've learned to adjust. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. It was being unhealthy in the inside. So that's when I began to target the inside of wellness. And that's where the light bulb came on like <gasps> wellness coaching. Oh, helping people to bear. We can all lift weights. We can all go work out, but the internal, the stress, all the obstacles, all those things. Yeah. Yes. And it's so funny that you say that because I think even with myself a couple of weeks ago, I decided that I was going to go to a dietitian. Mm -hmm. And two of the things that she told me that I needed amongst a plethora of other things. <laughs> But she looked at my blood work and my vitamin D was low and my magnesium was low. Mm -hmm. I am also one of those people who people might look at and be like, oh my gosh, she's thin. Yeah. You know, I mean, I get that the weight is part of it, but it's mm -hmm. not the whole picture. Yes, it and is. Yeah. So that's where having someone like you who deals with the wellness of the whole person really comes in, really comes into play. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I want to ask you, um, I know we talked about your career and passion and what that fear looked like. Have there, uh, have there been other instances where you've been fearful and moved past the fear? Oh yeah, absolutely. When you're um, for, uh, I'm a divorcee, when you have to leave a relationship that's toxic, um, people don't understand they're fearful of you know the stigmatism for one with people saying oh she's divorced oh she's a single mom oh yes her relationship didn't work and for some reason people forget that we don't want to say that we're the victim but before we cast a stone do you know both sides of the coin do you know the situation what is in the best interest of that person so walking away when you know oh my gosh you have this circle of this network of friends and everyone's looking at you and like you chose to walk away and then they side with the other person. And so it's very, it can be very lonely. It can be hurtful. Mm -hmm. And then overall, it's fearful because now you have to branch out onto your own 
possibly getting new friends or new circles to hang around with or, you know, explain to the children what possibly mm -hmm. took place. Um, and so that was probably one of the scariest things is stepping out of that box um, into something that says, I am going to love me in spite of what everybody thinks or feels or see. And so it's so interesting that what I've learned now, I don't have to say to protect myself, if that makes sense. It means that, Mr. Z, you got divorced. Yes. And they're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't owe you an explanation. <laughs> it's a yes. Yeah. So that's between right. me and my God, but you know, I know what happened. And then I have to live with that. You tell yourself, you have to live with that. And the fear was what people would think about it. And then finally I said, can I say those words? Screw. Yes. Screw people. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, yes. I still have to live. Yes. And you guys are putting me back in that box that I fought so hard to get out of. And so I was like, nah, we're going to leave that box over there. Yes. <laughs> I'm stepping out all the way out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's so funny. I um, recently was on a podcast with, um, Aisa, um, she has the gift to shift podcast. And, and I was talking about divorce. Ah. And, you know, it's so funny for me. There was a point where I was scared because I was thinking, oh, you're going to be divorced. Mm -hmm. Hey, this, that, and the other. But then it was like, I don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. to the point where it's like, this is not a good situation for me. Mm -hmm. And it, not necessarily that the person was bad, but this is just not a good situation. Yeah. Me. Right. So really, that really was the start of the journey of me choosing myself. Yeah. But that, but that fear and like you talked about loneliness and you know it's like am I doing I, I know this even though this is uncomfortable I know what this feels like mm -hmm. leaving I don't know what that feels like on that other side so it's like yeah. unknown mm -hmm. absolutely so it's like really for me it was really taking the time to put myself first there you go that's it that's exactly it yeah yeah what that looked like and it's it can be a very difficult mm -hmm. decision to make but Absolutely. I, but i also feel but i also think that it's in those situations where the growth the courage, the tenacity, where you can also make a make a, a new choice to be something different than you've been in the past, you know? There you go. Yeah. 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 I spoke with a counselor and one of the things she said, sometimes you hit those crossroads so that you have to make those difficult decisions. And when you get to that crossroad, like I said, it makes you so uncomfortable. Yeah. Quote. <laughs> yeah. It makes you so uncomfortable that you're living in fear and then you get to that crossroad and it's like, you know what? I don't want to make this decision. But then I realize it's in the best interest for my health, yeah. my mental stability, yeah. my stress levels. Yeah. That's that internal thing that people don't see that is a silent killer among, you know, especially minority women, but it's a silent killer among women mm -hmm. overall is stress. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And so once you let that go, I tell people, oh my God, it's like you just, you breathe it all out. Yeah. And then now you can breathe in all what I say is good and wholesome. Yeah. And you know, even when, if you make the choice to stay in a relationship or on a job or whatever the case is, you're still making a choice. Yes. You know, it may not be the choice to move out of where you currently are mm-hmm. to possibilities and opportunities and things that could possibly happen, but you're still making a choice to stay where you are and or what I would call stay stuck. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's um, it's just so funny that I know in my own life, the the places that I have grown the most have been in those very uncomfortable, undesirable, all the other uns, all the other uns. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You know, I mean, that's when it's. That's when I've I've really learned the most about me. Mm-hmm. It puts you in a place that, um, which will be again uncomfortable if you're not used to being by yourself. Um, so that you have to think. See, when we're around other people, or you're around your job, or your relationship, or your children, or household, family, you're around so much sometimes that you don't have that silent time to think. And one of the things that we learned in coaching was that it's okay to have silence. It's okay to have a moment where it goes through. You don't have to always feel that gap with something. And when you learn to listen and be still a little bit more, we actually make better choices and decisions. The only thing that I do possibly regret is that it took me so long to get to that knowledge and that understanding. And I think that's why we try to give back to the generation's behind us so that they're not that they're not going to make the mistakes, but at least you give them some tools and they can really think about that and say, oh, I have these tools and I can think about that and what that looks like. And then they can make more informed decisions. I think for me, I just didn't feel like I had the resources or the tools that I see now. So I'm always trying to like, let's share the resources. Let's share it. Yes. You are the resource sharer. I try. I try. (laughs) You you are the resource sharer. And so, you know, even as I was preparing for the episode, I was like, okay, so where where in my life did I want to do something, but I was fearful and didn't do it? And what was the result of that? And so one of those things that stands out to me is I wanted to go to college after high school mm-hmm. and I didn't. Uh, yeah. Now I did go to college, but it took me 18 years to get my bachelor's degree. Did you uh, know that? Did you hear dang. me say 18? One yes. hour, 18 years. Mm-hmm. I was taking a class here, two classes here, and I got pregnant with Andre, and I'd take some time off, and I went back, and I took two classes here. I went to some. I mean, that's what. So I mean, even not that I'm, I'm okay with it taking that long, mm-hmm. but it was the difference in the choice. And yeah, it's so funny that my great niece. I love her so. <laughs> 
color ladybug. This is the one we get to see on our social media when you put. Yes. <laughs> I love ladybug. Oh, you got us loving ladybug. <laughs> that is my ladybug right there. I mean, Aww. she um she is she is all the things that I was not at her age. She's very mm. clear about what she likes and she doesn't like. I mean, she's very clear. Okay. But, um she went off to college to a HBCU. Good for her. And so it's like I know. <laughs> I'm living through you, Ladybug. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like to see her like go through, you know, we we sent her off and the graduation. And <sighs> I mean, it was it was it was such a mirror moment for me to see how you know how that look turned mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my dream and really doing the thing that I want to do because so many. So many times I, I have thought, wow, I wish I had done that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I really wish I had done yeah. that. Yeah. And so that's what I, I, when I'm faced with a decision, it's kind of like, if I don't do it, I'm going to regret it. And I always go back to me choosing not to go to college right yeah. after. Mm. But then the beauty of that is that now you become Ladybug's biggest cheerleader for her um, because it's exciting. And like you said, you get to live vicariously through what she's going through and dealing with. And so you can actually you can glean from that. Um, and, and the thing is, you took the 18 years, but that was God's timing for something else. You know, oftentimes we don't realize that. So it was his timing. But then out of that, you know, it's. Um, Things that made you uncomfortable, you still had to keep going. You kept going, yeah. and you didn't stop. And so I tell people, I'm I'm one of those that didn't get a chance to go to college because I was too busy playing mommy and doing other things. And I watched all of my friends at all the homecoming, and they would invite me. And I was like, oh, all the sororities. And I was like, I'm not one of those. And I would try to do this. It's like you can't do that. You can't do that. And I was like, oh, that's only for this sorority. And that's all. I was like, and I felt so left out. And then I was like, ah. Again, what can you do? And then moving forward of not living a life of regret, create your environment. Yes. You know, uh, and I'm laughing because January the 2nd, we have this HBCU uh, event. Um, we'll see what the pandemic looks like, but we have one on tentatively on the schedule where we're doing a homecoming 30 minute presentation. I'm 52 and I finally get to do a homecoming HBCU. And I had to tell her, I said, you do realize how old I am. She said, but Mrs. Ed, you are bad. <laughs> you see how it all comes around full circle. You know yeah. what I mean? comes so around. I get my moment. <laughs> I love that for you. That is so awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. You should be excited. You mm -hmm. should be excited. And I love that. So, so. That is the 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 choice that I made not to go to college. That and the regret the regret that I felt as a result of that choice is something that I always think about mm. when I'm fearful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, and and this podcast is one of those things. Yes. 
Because, you know, I was preparing and preparing and preparing. I know. I was like, she launched it. And I love the name. It's so fitting. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yeah. And so, but that was one of the things. And I did not want what what my intention is, is to use that one time that I didn't make the choice mm -hmm. to encourage me and inspire me to make those choices in the future. So if I'm faced with fear, mm -hmm. use that and then lean into the fear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's possibly why you have uh, the scripture Philippians 4.13 behind you. And it says what? I can do all things through Christ. So it means you can and you have to keep reminding yourself. Use those quotes as your affirmations. Repeat it when you're faced with that situation. Um, you know, when you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, I don't think I can do this. And, you know, some people have fear that is um, panic attacks, anxiety. And so we talk about the breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. But then one thing that I found out, <laughs> I was ziplining. And the guy said, you are such a control freak. And I was like, yeah, I'm not about to let go. <laughs> he said, Miss Suzette, I promise you on this last one, if you just let go, it'll make you feel so much better. And I was like gripped with like panic attack. I felt like my chest was closing in. I literally, I said, okay, I did the little breathing exercise. I told him to push me. You know, Jesus is the last word I said. <laughs> I let go and I got to the end. I was like, oh my God, this is, let's do it again. All of that came out as like, it was just waiting to be released. When it was released, now, I'm sorry, y'all gonna have to catch me because I'm not stopping. <laughs> it's like, fear what? I may pause a little bit, <laughs> but I'm definitely gonna jump into it. And I mean, I'm not jumping blindly, but... I tell people, don't let it grip you where it keeps you where you don't live your best life, your vibrant moments. When it doesn't allow you to try something new, don't ever regret that. I don't want to. I don't want to feel that. Like you said, that feeling of regret. I don't want to feel that anymore. Like that. Yes. So I'm very spontaneous. It's so funny that he would say that at that time. <laughs> I was like <laughs> clutching on, like no. Yes, because it it it. it what I heard was that's an analogy for how a lot of us go through life trying to can, you know, type A, B personalities. <laughs> Trust me. You know, I, I will never forget. I was um, in class with the young one. I was telling her that um, I was, you know, I battle with perfection. And she was like, oh, so you're controlling. And I was like, oh. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> was like, you know what? Mm. I, I, yeah. Okay. I can see that. And so, but that awareness was the first time of me like being like, oh, I am trying to control the situation so that it looks a certain mm. way. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So when you said he was like, let relax. Yeah. We got this. Yes. You and know, you're trusting someone else. Yes. Yeah. And and that whole um how your insides were just, you know, I call that when that happens to me, it's like I say my insides are raw. That's what Ooh, okay. You know, and my so, insides are raw. Yeah. So really just realizing. You let the fear go. 
it's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, it's it's going to be fine. And this guy, I'm sure, at the zip line place, he had probably done it 473,000 times. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are not the ex- Now, Suzette, you are the expert in a lot of things, but maybe not in this one. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, Tawana, let it go. It's fine. Yeah. It's, you yeah. know, release the fear of, you know, because for me, it, I get into thinking all of these, you know, that's one of the reasons why I talk about meditation is mm-hmm. my brain's job is to keep me safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it loves being an expert at all sorts of things. And so it likes to do the same thing over and over mm. and over and over again, which is part of why we're stuck mm. is because our brain is like, mm, don't do that. <laughs> you don't know how to do that. Come on back over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so really just realizing that it is its job is to keep you safe mm-hmm. it doesn't create an exciting creative life for you yeah all you do is listen to your own self that's right that's right that's right you know Gosh. and it's 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 funny i i think somebody asked me oh i was being interviewed by this young lady and she was asking me like what keeps you motivated? Mm-hmm. I was like, listen, the people who I hang around. Hello. <laughs> With that, mm-mm, that ain't really gone. And and I like, okay, you said you was gonna do it. When you gonna do it? Yeah. You know, I mean, so really keeping people in your circle and in your life who are really gonna kind of nudge you to get out of that comfort zone that you're in. Yeah. And they're not just yes people. I don't need just yes people in my corner. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm a direct person. Give it to me direct. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, I like to dish it out. But when it was sent back, I was like, oh, but I asked for it that way. Okay. <laughs> it goes back to God make me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, it is, you know, and even in the whole ask and prayer for being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That is something that we don't ask. Who, who asks that? Who, I have not. Uh, I have not asked God make me uncomfortable. I have not. Mm-hmm. I have not asked that. Now that's what I need to be asking. Yeah. Mine is like, aha, ah, God, I see you. I make me uncomfortable in this one. Okay, God, I'm just going to roll out with you on this one because I know you know the outcome. So I'm going to trust you in this process because guess what? If I don't, (laughs) I'm wondering for 40 more years trying to figure it out when I should have just did it in the first place. (laughs) I don't want to keep wondering. I want to get there. I want to get to the promised land. Yes, and I mean, and it's, and I, I probably say this on every, almost every episode, and I just, I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna put out there that I'm gonna interview Kurt Franklin. That's what I'm gonna put out there because there's this part in his song where he says, "You waiting on God, but God's waiting on you." Mm. I was like, 
Mm, yeah, I was waiting on him. Yeah. Waiting on me to take the first step, to move what? outside of fear, to be uncomfortable and yes. make, you know what I'm saying? Make a choice, make a decision, do something. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put that on a sticky on my mirror. <laughs> so I don't forget that. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's I just like that. It's, it's so, uh, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons why I love this show so much is that I think people have a knack for taking the words in the alphabet, the letters in the alphabet, mm -hmm. you know, put them together. So that they have quotes, like the quote that Ruby D said. I know. You know. I'm amazed. I go through the quotes. And so when you were posting them and, and you never know who it's touching, and it will be always fitting for that day or for that moment. And, and you can visit your page or see it come across your timeline. You're like, oh, my God, that is so timely. And again, I love the, the whole concept about like humans. And when you see that, and it's like, that's so relatable and we can see that. And like, I'm like you, did you guys get a bag of Scrabble tiles and just toss them in there? Like come up with the most amazing quote that you have. And we know that this quote has existed, but then it's all of a sudden it's like, it's wow. That that's, that's what that meant. It's like a new light bulb. Ruby D's quote has been out there forever. I don't know when it existed, but just me reading it again, I was like, Oh my gosh. And, and because for me, like um, thinking about her and her life and she's talking about her and Ozzy and their marital life and stuff like that. And she's oftentimes she didn't ask for permission. She did, but he loved her so much. He allowed her that space of her grooming and allowing her to grow. She didn't consider herself an, um, an um, activist at the time. She was a girl from Harlem and realized there was a need. Yeah. So it was so like, it was like, I didn't start out that way. It just happened. But then again, that was like she said, it was uncomfortable, but it was something that was necessary. So God, I need you because I can't do this very thing because I'm fearful back then when they were advocates or um, when they were activists out there, that's their life. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. like, oh, you just go to jail. No, that was their life. Yeah. So I, I, I loved um, her tenacity of just being that strong little uh, powerhouse woman. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then when you see her and her husband compliment one another so much. Mm -hmm. And so even with his passing prior to her, it was just like things that she would say about the love, the endearment about their journeys together and how their paths crossed, but yet they were still individuals, but there, she was nothing without him and he was nothing without her. And I was just like, that's how cohabitating and coming together is like that. But yet you still don't lose your identity. You still are Tawana. You're still Suzette in yeah. who you are. And that person is comfortable allowing you to do that. And when they see those fears, they're saying, go Tawana, go Suzette, you can do yeah. this. And yeah. then I'm telling you, just like, gosh, it took me so long to get to that understanding. Yes. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of um, Will Smith was being interviewed mm -hmm. and he was saying that him and Jada went to talk to Ruby and Ozzy Davis, because, you know, they've been married for, I don't yes. know, 73 years. Uh -huh. And Ruby asked Jada how long they had been together. And at this point, I think they had been together 17 years. Okay. And Ruby told Jada, Psh, you know, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, Ruby cussed. Yes. <laughs> I thought you was going to tell us. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. 
But you know, she was like, you don't even know him yet. <laughs> I like, think I did read that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She was like, y'all still, y'all still growing and like, like you don't even know him yet after seven yeah. And so it was like, wow, like it made all the sense in the world. And it was also a confirmation as to why they were married so long, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I'm sure they went through ups and downs, this oh, yeah. and the other. Yeah. But just the tenacity Yeah. to stay in a relationship with one person yes. that long yeah. is amazing. It was wonderful. Yeah. I love watching them together on screen, off screen, the things that they shared. Like, yeah, that was, that was, yeah. yeah. Those are so things that you look forward to. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So, so Ms. Suzette, we um, have talked a lot about fear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at this point, usually I would put on this. Uh-oh. <laughs> Do I have a hat? Usually I would put on my coaching hat. Okay. And give the people, give the listeners something that they can take home. Mm. Something that they can take away from the episode that they can use. It's very practical. Mm-hmm. Um, that they can, you know, kind of take a step and turn away from fear into mm-hmm. um, excitement, into uh, their passion, joy a relationship a bit whatever it is that's keeping them stuck in can you know since you are the coach of coaches can you give the people just a nugget or two i don't know i'm not i'm not on the spot there and then i have have this little tulip here and i was looking at this tulip and then um i think about life like layers And so we have this here and you think about layers so every day that you're waking up just think about each part that you're going to pull it back, you know, until you get to authentically where you would like to be. And I tell people, just begin to start taking this back. And as we're taking this back and we're peeling this part of it off, you're exposing yourself and it's not going to feel good. But as you're exposing yourself, you have like different type of seeds and stuff like this. This is all pollinated by the bees. But generally when you have the internal, the inside of this, this is allowing you to be exposed. Your fear is trying to protect you and it's keeping you covered but it also keeps you from growing. So what happens is when that fear comes back up like this, it's not allowing you to bloom. So see a tulip is its best when it's all opened up and it's wide. So for my thing is to tell people, once you are opening up, don't be afraid to take it back. You don't have to take it back all at once. Take it back one layer at a time. And just as you begin to do that, identify the one thing that is making you fearful. Um, Really look at that. If you have to write it down, get a notebook a flashcard or something, just a little sticky or something. Today, I'm feeling fearful because when you begin to address it, then you can find out what the root cause may be. And something maybe could be so simple and maybe something a little bit more deep rooted. But overall, you can at least identify something that's causing you to feel that way. And then you just begin to take a step forward and say, how can I address that? So today, I'm fearful of stepping outside of my door. And when I go outside the door, why am I fearful? I'm fearful because... And then fill in that blank, just mm-hmm. your words, whatever makes you feel that way. And then say, you know what? Take an affirmation yes. and say, you know what? Today, I'm not going to be fearful. 
I'm going to walk in confidence. I'm going to walk in this because and fill in that blank. So one is I'm fearful because the second is I'm going to affirm something because. And then once you cover that, so you're covering it and then it builds you up a little bit more. You're kind of coming up a little bit more and posture and confidence. And then you begin to take strides towards it. So it's the solution. And so the solution is because. So see, each one has a line that you just fill it out. I am fearful because I'm affirming because the solution is because, and then you have where you've made one stride. It's better than where you were the day before, the moment before. Just take one moment at a time. I love it. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Listen, I love it. I'm not, listen, enough said. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for having showing me. Showing people how to be kind to themselves. Yes. By moving out of fear. Absolutely. So it's certainly, certainly worth taking a listen to. Thank you so much, Coach Thank, you. Thank you. What the quote. What so the quote. Go ahead. Tell, can you tell everybody how to get in contact with you? Absolutely. Um, so I don't know if it shows up on the link, but I do have Suzette at sweatboxwellness.com. Um, you can always send me a chat there. Um, on all the social medias, you'll find me at Indie, Indie, Indie Sweat Bounce, two T's. Um, you can find me on my personal page under my maiden name, Suzette Allen, A-L-L-E-N. Tweet with me. I love to tweet. So you guys got to tweet. I'm going to be tweeting what the quote. Got to give her a shout out. So yeah, tweet with me at Suzette Sweat. Um, yeah, wellness coach. Thank you so much, Suzette. Thank, Thank you. This has been a wonderful. And here's another little tidbit. Suzette and I went to high school together. That's what's so crazy. Look at this circle. No, it yes. is. It is another full circle. It brings you all the way around. Exactly. It does. It really does. Thank you so much. Hey, listen, you. You, you know I wrote a theme song. Do I get to sing it? I kind of got a little bit of it. I kind of got a little bit of it. I'm going to let you sing it before we play it. Come on. No. <laughs> come on. Come on. No. Okay. I just you want to sing, sing it with it? Yes. Okay. And with the quotes. We create kind humans who speak kindness, show kindness, be a kind human, be a kind human. That's my favorite part at the end. I just love it. It was so catchy when you first said I did a song. I was like, she sang that's out of fear. She came out of fear, guys. I did. That was great. I loved it. I did because, you know, I, you know, when I'm so used to hearing people who can sing. Mm hmm. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I look at myself as like a pip, you know, it's Gladys. <laughs> I ain't Gladys. I'm not Gladys. But oh, I, it works. I, I got a good doo-wop. Yes. I got a good doo-wop, so. <laughs> and it was so catchy. It's like, you can't help. It's like that jingle. You have to pick it up. It's like, so I don't know the words, but I just know the, <laughs> like, yeah, Okay. So one of the things that I'm going to do before the end of the year uh -huh. is to to create and sing a verse with that song. That's one. Of, that's one of my to dos. Look at you. Yes. We, we're getting rid of that. So thank yes. you so much. Thank you. Gratitude. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for coming. Talk to you. Yes. Soon. All right. Bye bye.